This is a podcast from the Business Times. Starting the week, Singapore stocks rose in early trade on Monday, January 30th, following gains in U.S. and European markets. The Straits Times Index rose 0.2% at the open, but ended lower as markets remained cautious ahead of various key events happening this week. The SCI fell 0.5% to close at 3,378.29 points. On Tuesday, Singapore shares fell, tracking losses on Wall Street. The SCI slid 0.4% to end at 3,000. 365.67 points. The US dollar ticked up higher ahead of a raft of central bank decisions, but remained on track for its fourth consecutive monthly loss. At the midweek, Singapore stocks rose in early trade following mixed activity in the US and Europe markets. The SCI rose 0.4% to 3,377.76 points. The US Federal Reserve delivered a small 25 bips rate hike, but signaled to expect ongoing increases in its fight against inflation. And on Thursday, Singapore shares rose in early trade after US stocks ended higher overnight. The SDI rose 0.1% to 3,380.62 points. It's Friday, February 3rd. Welcome to Market Focus, a weekly look at market drivers and movements from the Business Times. I'm podcast editor Clarissa Montero. Singapore stocks rose in early trade following mostly gains in U.S. and Europe markets. The SDI rose 0.2% to 3,369.88 points at the open. Here's Candice Lee, research analyst at SGX Securities, wrapping the trading week. The STI dipped 0.9% in price returns in the week to date, while the regional FTSE APEC dipped 0.5%. Central bank decisions were largely in focus this week. The US Federal Reserve hiked the Fed funds rate by 25 basis points overnight on Wednesday to 45 to 4.75% range. This is aligned with general expectations. There was little change to the Fed funds rate outlook for the remaining seven Fed meetings in 2023 starting 22nd March. The US dollar index dropped below 101.5 for the first time since May 2022 because of the lack of any new hawkish impetus. Following the meeting, the CMA Fed Watch 2 maintained 83% expectations that the Fed funds rate will be hiked by another 25 basis points on the 22nd March meeting to 45 to 5% range, followed by a pivot to no change on the rate on the 3rd May meeting and majority expectations for a 25 basis points cutback to 45 to 4.75% range on the 1st November meeting. As the Fed chair relayed at the press conference, there will be two more employment reports and two more consumer price index reports before the 22nd March meeting, in addition to attention on wages. Given the strong resolve of the Fed Reserve and their observation that the disinflationary process underway is really at an early stage, Markets will be highly focused on these key releases. Next week, the Fed Chair will be speaking at the Economic Club of Washington on 8th of Feb, and on the same day, New York Fed President John Williams will be interviewed by the Wall Street Journal at a live event as well. Looking back in the Singapore market, outperformers for the week for companies with a market cap of at least $500 million, Hutchison Port Holdings Trust, Digital Core REIT, and Tianjin Pharmaceuticals, averaging over 8% in price gains. On the other hand, underperformers for the week were led by Oxley, OUE Commercial Wheat and DBS, averaging over 2.7% in price declines. 
In terms of institutional fund flows in the Singapore market in the past five sessions, we observed net institutional fund inflows of $140 million, reversing the past few weeks of net outflows. By sector, the highest net inflows were seen across industrials at $59 million, followed by REITs at $58 million and real estate, excluding REITs, at $24 million. On the other hand, consumer cyclicals recorded the highest net outflows at $29 million. Largest inflows were seen in ST Engineering, OCBC and Maple Tree Logistics Trust. For the full month of January, the overall Singapore market saw $298 million of net institutional outflows, with the highest outflows seen in telecommunications, financial services and consumer non-cyclical sectors. On the other hand, technology sector received the most net inflows after seeing the most net outflows in 2022. Largest outflows were seen in UOB, Singtel and Yangtzejiang Shipbuilding, while OCBC, Capitaland Investment and SIA received the largest inflows. STI gained 3.5% in the month of January, with five REITs ranking among the seven best-performing STI constituents for the month. As the 10-year U.S. yield declined to 3.5%, these five REITs averaged 9.5% total returns over the month following their 16.4% average declines in 2022. Aside from REITs, Genting Singapore, DFI Retail Group and Thai Beverage were among the SDI stocks that saw the biggest increase in daily turnover over the month. Tan Nai Loon, journalist from the Business Times news desk, shares her take of the week's drivers. Regional markets saw mixed trading for the five trading days ended Thursday. The Straits Times Index lost 0.9%, Hong Kong's Hang Seng Index fell 3.2%, South Korea's Kospi Index declined 0.6%, and the FTSE Bursa Malaysia KLCI Index slid 0.6%. Meanwhile, Japan's Nikkei 225 Index rose 0.1%. Investors in the region tracked cautious sentiments on Wall Street through the week as they watched for the latest round of interest rate hikes by the US Federal Reserve. This concluded on Wednesday. The latest Federal Open Market Committee meeting came up with a 25 basis point hike, bringing the Fed funds rate to a range of between 4.5% and 4.75%, largely within expectations. Fed Chair Jerome Powell took a less hawkish stance and acknowledged that the disinflation process had begun, which alleviated some market concerns. This led to growth among the real estate investment trusts or REITs in Singapore. A less hawkish outlook and a tapering of rate hikes was a positive for the REITs, which saw their returns being hit by the rising interest rates in past months. Keppel DC REIT was one of the top performers on the Straits Times Index in the past five days. It gained 1.4%. The data centre REIT said on Tuesday that its distribution per unit for its financial year ended 2022 rose 4.8%. The banks, however, ended the five-day period lower with all three local banks among the top losers on the STI for the week. Banks had rallied over the past few months as interest rate hikes boosted their net interest margins. But they then traded lower amid market expectations that the Fed is close to the end of its hiking cycle. Across the wider economy, the International Monetary Fund lowered its 2023 growth forecasts for Singapore to 1.5%, as it expects global headwinds will offset a boost from China's reopening. But much attention is still on the upcoming Singapore budget, which will take place on February 14th. Economists noted the need for a balanced budget and for the government to be fiscally prudent and rein in expenditure, even as it helps to address rapidly rising costs. 
Still to come, we look at earnings reports from Singapore REITs and property trusts with Candice. Partnering you on your wealth and investment journey. Bringing you insights to make well-timed market moves. Sharing actionable personal financial tips. Helping you protect and grow your wealth. Analyzing Singapore's market trends and corporate issues. Supporting you through your Singapore property journey. Insights from your trusted partner, the Business Times Podcasts. Are you listening? And now, back to market focus from the Business Times. Candice, this week the IMF lowered growth forecasts for several ASEAN countries, including Singapore. Could you expand on this and give us an overview of notable news to take into the week ahead? The International Monetary Fund lowered its 2023 growth forecast for Singapore and several ASEAN countries, saying that slowing global growth will outweigh the positive impact from China's economic reopening. IMF estimates that Singapore's economy will grow by 1.5% this year, slower than the 3.7% growth in 2022 and also lower than the previous projection of 2.3%. Singapore's corporate income tax revenue for the first nine months of the fiscal year, which is April to December 2022, was $18.9 billion. This was already higher than the full-year estimate of $18.2 billion, as well as the FY 2021 full-year figure of $17.5 billion. Analysts believe that this was a result of the stronger-than-expected economic growth and expect that the government's overall operating revenue will surpass official projections. According to the Ministry of Manpower, Singapore's total employment grew in the fourth quarter of 2022, marking the fifth consecutive quarter of increase. For the whole of 2022, total employment grew by an unprecedented 231,700, surpassing its pre-pandemic level by 3%. This was largely driven by non-residents following the easing of border controls in April 2022 and the backfilling of vacancies in sectors such as construction. However, MOM expects that the uncertain global economic environment, higher inflation, as well as geopolitical tensions, will weigh on the labour market going forward. According to the Singapore Tourism Board, Singapore hotels' average room rate in December last year was up 27.7% from the year-ago period to record a new 14-year high. Performance was mixed across hotel categories with improvements in luxury and upscale segments, but down slightly in the economy and mid-tier segments. December's overall hotel room revenues were also up almost two times year-on-year and higher than the pre-pandemic December 2019 level. Analysts continued to be optimistic about hotel performance this year, citing higher inbound arrival projections, especially with the reopening of China. Candice, Singapore REITs and Property Trust this week kicked off quarterly earnings reporting. Highlight some of the more notable ones for us, please. Capital and Integrated Commercial Trust posted a distribution per unit of 5.36 Singapore cents for the second half of FY22, up 2.7% year-on-year. The trust's top-line growth for the half-year period was driven mainly by recent acquisitions and higher rental income from most of its Singapore assets. CICT, in its news release, said that it plans to ride on the tailwinds of post-pandemic recovery to improve operating metrics while managing costs in the midst of macroeconomic uncertainties. 
CICT's aggregate leverage as at end last year was 40.4% and about 81% of its total borrowings were on fixed rate borrowings, with an average term to maturity of 3.9 years. Mapletree Pan Asia Commercial Trust announced a distribution per unit of 2.42 Singapore cents for the third quarter ended 31st December. This is unchanged from the previous year due to a rise in financing costs. The REIT saw positive rental reversion recorded in all markets except Greater China and achieved a healthy portfolio committed occupancy of 95.5%. Looking ahead, it expects the removal of COVID measures and reopening of border with mainland China to open park for recovery for its festival walk asset. Capitaland Escort Trust achieved an 80% year-on-year increase in gross profit for the second half of 2022. This was mainly attributed to higher revenue from its existing portfolio and contributions from its expanded portfolio of longer-staying assets. The trust's properties continued to see demand growth as international travel recovers. Revenue per available unit increased 81% year-on-year to $143 for the second half of last year. To further enhance its stable income portfolio, the trust invested $420 million in 15 accretive acquisitions in FY22, predominantly in the longer-stay segment. Despite macroeconomic headwind, it is optimistic about the continued recovery in the hospitality industry and expects to benefit from the reopening of international borders and pent-up demand for travel. Capital Reed announced a $110.4 million distribution to unit holders for the second half of 2022. This included the first tranche of the anniversary distribution of $10 million. The Reed announced that in appreciation to unit holders for their support, it will distribute a total of 100 million of anniversary distribution over the next four years, leading up to its 20th anniversary in 2026. 20 million will be paid annually, with such distributions to be made semi annually. This resulted in the REIT's second half DPU growing 2.4% year on year, bringing its full year 2022 DPU to 5.92 Singapore cents. In terms of operating metrics, it reported positive rental reversions of 23.4% in the fourth quarter last year for its office assets in Singapore's central business district. The portfolio's reversions for FY 2022 stands at 10%, and they now expect reversions in the mid to higher single digits for leases expiring in 2023. This has been Markets Focus from the Business Times. I'm Clarissa Montero with Candice Lee, Research Analyst at SGX Securities, and Tan Nai Loon, Journalist with the Business Times News Desk. That was a podcast from the Business Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcast, or via the Google Voice Assistant Amazon-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3 you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. This podcast is meant to provide general information only. SPH Media accepts no liability for loss arising from any reliance on the podcast or use of third parties' products and services. Please consult professional advisors for independent advice.